This is NPR. There's a pottery exhibition in Central Park this weekend, but not just any pottery exhibition. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. (laughs) Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. It's love and time. A lot of people may have never heard of this musical artist, Brenton Wood. But you asked me, uh, yes. you asked me off off the podcast to play some music by this artist. And well, I've learned. I've you have turned me on to so many, and not not that they're obscure artists, but I, I would have never learned. Learn to to love Van Morrison or um, Ray Charles or I mean you sure you exposed me to a lot of a lot of different music when we were in our radio days. You had such a great vast variety of, of music. So I texted you this last week. I'm like, <gasps> how is it that you've never told me about Brenton Wood? And it's a name I've never heard. And the reason. I even found out about him is because a TV commercial for Zillow.com uh, had this music playing in the background. I'm like, it, yeah. that's a really cool song. And I, I had to go find out, had to look up and see who the song was and what it, who it was by. And I said, and then I texted you, I go, how come you've never told me about, about Brenton Wood? I've never even, and then, and then I come to find out he sings the Give Me a Little Sign song. Yeah. If you do want me. That's like a pillar of of American music. Exactly. Yeah. Just give me some kind of sign, girl. Oh, my baby, to show me that you're mine, girl. Oh, yeah. Just give me some kind of sign, girl. So what's the deal? Why isn't his name more well Boy, that's a great question. I think he's got a beautiful, pure yes. voice. and Very catchy tunes. It's, it's Yeah. I don't Super know. fun. I don't know. He's great, but he's okay. at least getting his due on this podcast. That's for, for sure. For what that's worth. And that, yeah. and that exposes him now to six, seven, eight, maybe eight people. <laughs> so that's, that's well, exciting. That's well, cool. and it's it's free. Amazon Prime has his songs, a uh, couple of songs for free. So there you go. And just give me some kind of sign, girl. Oh, my baby, show me that you're mine, girl. Hey, uh, speaking of that, and I know we talked about this before, if you get no other app for your phone, get Shazam. Yeah, you've told me that. You, um, you would have found his name immediately. You could have, if you're watching him on TV, you just put, you put that app on, you stick that phone up to your TV set, it will yeah. immediately identify Brenton Wood and the name of the song, and you, okay. you wouldn't be shrouded in mystery and... Uh, worry and concern and <laughs> it is I you know, often, for all the things that we are giving up for our privacy and all the different things it is really wonderful to be able to immediately 
to find out in most cases something that's bugging you that you've yeah. got what was the name of that guy and then and now mm-hmm. we can do it it's 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 fantastic i love it yeah. i don't take it for granted i love it no i think you're right absolutely um yeah so i'll i'll download that but i often will i'll hear a song and i'll think gosh i i don't know the artist but i i, I want to go add that to my my playlist my Amazon or Google playlist. So if I can at least pick up on a, a couple of the lyrics, then I can just pop those into a Google search yeah. and often you can find the song. Yeah, that uh, will work. Yeah. Song that way. And and I was I had to I was trying to find a song the other day I heard just a, a piece of it on the radio I was driving, so I wouldn't have had time to Shazam it anyway. But it was uh the song was re- the, the lyrics were uh f- like feel the magic in my touch rub you the right way it was kind of naughty, but I liked I it. I believe that's like, Chopin. Oh, this was a <laughs> yeah. Oh no way he didn't write lyrics. Right. Did he? I think you're right, but I couldn't find it. I got back to my hotel and I'm trying to find these lyrics and I and man I'm thinking maybe I misheard it or or I I don't know. But it's it's an it was an R and B song that I, I finally found the artist and the name of it and I it escapes me right now but I'll find it I'll find it in a I bet this is it Mr. Johnny Gill everybody that it yeah, yeah. rub you the right way <laughs> it's like and isn't it funny it's like songs you haven't heard for years and years because they came out in the 70s right, or the 80s right. and, yeah. and then they get rediscovered on commercials they, now and movies they and that do sort of, yeah yeah right. that's very true commercials now more than ever are playing the hits pop pop music yeah. hit, hit music yeah i but. think it's probably they finally figure it perhaps it's not cheaper to pay royalties to songs that already exist than to write original music but mm-hmm. but people are going to perk up when they hear a song hey i know that song and they'll maybe pay more attention to your commercial so good I idea think it's interesting that jingles which are which were the the cornerstone or not the cornerstone but really the the the, the hook for a lot of commercials a lot of brands and a lot of products there's not a lot of jingles happening no. anymore they're no. replacing them with actual hit songs. It's so funny too you know? because I can remember. I'm old enough to remember the heyday of jingles, and oh, yeah. I can rattle they were them awesome. off like, like yeah. anybody can. Yeah, like if I threw a um, a brand out to you, could you um, like how about how about Alka Seltzer? Plop plop fizz fizz. <laughs> oh, what a relief it <laughs> yeah, is! Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> plop plop fizz fizz. Oh, what a relief it is! Plop plop fizz fizz. Those lovely bubbles for aches and pains with upset stomach. Alka Seltzer works fast. How about this one? N e s t l e s. Nestle's makes the very best. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. N e s t l e s. Nestle's makes the very best chocolate. That's right. Yeah, it's funny those, those were things. The days, man. And those then, were the and days. I could rattle off uh, useless stuff like Crest has been shown to be an effective decay preventive denicris when used in. Uh, <laughs> now I'm starting to forget when used in a, a, a something a program of oral hygiene and regular professional care. I'll have and to, part of it. Yeah, but they would say it breakfast. so much that it, as a kid it sticks in your head and you can rattle yeah. off stuff yeah. that doesn't mean anything. Very true. Doesn't matter Very to true. anybody. Yeah, I miss the old yeah. heyday of jingles. The, there's too. one around here now, 
in my neck of the woods for a place called Mountain Mountain Heating and Cooling. Uh, is that yeah? What? So they're they're mostly local. You're right. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Is they've gone they've they've gotten away from national brands and national advertising, but they're very much still alive alive and well in local advertising and not done very well. No, they're always horrible. This one is <laughs> Mountain awful. Heating and Plumbing. <laughs> we love what we do, and you will too. It's so innocuous. <laughs> And a lot of these jingles, so a lot of these jingles are like um, they'll they'll say something like, "Let's just, I'll just make something up." Like, uh, "Yeah, Larry's tires, we're on the road for you." So they'll yeah. go, the, so the announcer will say, "Larry's tires, we're on the road for you." Larry's tires, we're on the road for you. Wait a minute, you just said that. Doesn't add anything. It's just so stupid to me. I know, uh, I know. Hey, this and doesn't have anything to do with anything, but I uh, have this idea. I would do a fake commercial sometime uh, for a new diet. And it, the diet is predicated, it, it'd be something like this. You'd say, are you are you having trouble losing weight and you just can't find a way? Now there's this. I'll come up with the product name. But the yeah. idea of it is that it would be a diet predicated on food so awful that you can't eat it and so you're gonna have to lose weight because it's just the food is so crappy and it's yeah, so disgusting you make, a, you make a really good point because most of these diet plans the jenny craigs and the and the weight watchers they say it's just delicious it's just not even like being on a diet well i don't want that because i'm just gonna wolf it all down yeah you can eat what you want yeah and lose weight yeah no, no i've never yeah, found such a diet it's a really good, Never really found good plan. Such a diet. Yeah. You might have something there, my friend. You might not want to even broadcast this because that could be a million dollar idea you're giving away right Dang there. It. It's, now it's what been snatched you, away. What would you call the? What would you call this diet? Do you um, have a name in mind? For I don't know. It yet? Really works, or uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I haven't given it that much thought. Tastes awful. Looks great. Yeah. Something like that. Hello, my name is Doctor William Crappy, inventor of the Crappy Diet. Want to lose weight? Try the crappy diet. I used to weigh 400 pounds. Now, thanks to the crappy diet, I weigh about 80. I look great, but I feel crappy. The, the crappy, crappy diet tastes awful, looks great. Hey, um, yeah. then again, this is just random before we get into talking of something more substantive. Uh, I was just sitting behind a car today, and it had one of those ubiquitous baby on board signs in, oh, yeah. in the back of the, the car. Those are the old. Window. Been around a long time. Yeah, and I, and I just, and I, this is probably tired territory, and other people have probably talked about it before, but baby on board, so what? So what? Mm. Am I, is that going to make me drive differently? Am I, is it to tell me, hey, you better slow down, I got a baby in here. I mean, yeah. what's, what's the point of it? What, you that know, is like, the point. Drunk on board, uh, bank robber on board. <laughs> pervert on board and so is that supposed to change the way i drive i don't i don't uh, are they bragging what is it it's to get you not to tail like please i've got precious cargo in here don't be a jerk people are such jerks on the road anymore i never i never ever and i'm i i'm honest about this i have my flaws but i'll tell you one thing i was never a road rager person i am nowadays i am flipping people off <laughs> left and right i am screaming at people oh, no. it has gotten oh, so bad no. I, it, i'm just so sorry to hear that are hey i'll jerks. cut that out of this podcast i don't want people to think that about you <laughs> this, you got to be kidding yeah. 
No, that's, yeah, no. that just doesn't add up. It's awful. Yeah, People it are jerks the way they drive, and I'm sick of it. I'm just sick of it. So, well, yeah. I find myself, uh, it's, it's just so stupid. I'm just, somebody, you know, like I'm going down a street, and somebody's driving too far over into my lane. I'll go, yeah. I, I'll, you know, I'll be yelling at them. Yelling yeah. to no one, because nobody can hear me. It's just me. It, yeah, uh, you don't but beep I, your horn. As if I'm the greatest driver in the world, and uh, well, I'm not. No, I'm not either. I don't either, do my I, horn. I don't usually do my horn, uh, and I don't usually oh, do my finger. I'm uh, huge on the horn now. Are you? I'm a big, I'm a big horn and finger person. So you figure that's why God gave us a horn <laughs> and a finger. <laughs> I feel awful about it, and I don't know how it happened. It wasn't overnight. It's just gradual. It was gradual. It just started to kind well, of gradually happen, and now yeah. I'm that person that just gets so upset. On well, the let me road. ask you this, and and I hate to characterize you or me this way, but is it because we're getting older, and is it the inevitable thing that happens when you become it a crabby be. old fart? It might be. Yeah. I've I've always been a tiny, tiny bit on the cranky side anyway. <laughs> just that's just kind of my nature. But it's it's now blossoming into something um, that I I can't I, I have no control over. <laughs> I have no control. Well, over it. so I guess I'm happy. I'm glad you're still my friend because yeah. I'm I'm waiting one of these days for you to go. You know. I've, I just I've can't. St- I I can't stomach you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you would say you and, and would you go, would say, I, "Hey, I'm so glad you said that because I can't stand you either." <laughs> Finally, we can we can. And maybe that's the key: is you find somebody as cantankerous as you are, and it's fine. Um, hey, complete change of subject again. Uh, yeah. have, there's a show on show, uh, show uh, HBO called Barry. Game of Thrones. Uh, well, I'll, oh, get, I'll just get to Barry. that. Barry. I've been Bill wanting Hader. to watch it. Is it good? Oh, my gosh. I've not I, seen it yet. I love it, personally. Okay. And okay. The, the premise of it, it is that Bill Hader is a trained and paid assassin. That's what his job mm-hmm. is. He goes and kills people, uh, presumably all only bad people. Mm-hmm. But he's a sniper, and he's very deft at... Uh, figuring out how to way to kill people with either a pistol or his fist or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, which is a bit of a stretch for Bill Hader. But These people I take out, they're bad people. The money's good. It's a job. Yep. Hey, man. Are you seeing this beautiful morning? What are you doing? How are you? What am I doing? I'm set up here like you asked me to. Oh, right. Duh. Uh, but then he falls into... This group of people that are, and Henry Winkler won an Emmy for his role as a teacher of acting. And yeah, so, so Bill, Bill Hader becomes, heard, yeah. gets into that class. Right, and starts, accidentally. And they and, think, when, when he, yeah. so when he does these monologues about killing people, they the people in the class think, my God, he is good. He That's <laughs> convincing. Yeah. And he starts to question himself. Well, am I a bad person? Why? And so more and more... He doesn't want to be an assassin anymore. He wants to get into theater. He falls mm-hmm. in love with one of the women in the class. Mm-hmm. But they have this one character that is a Chechnyan bad guy. The character's name is Noho Hall, and he's played by an actor named Anthony Kerrigan. He's a revelation. He's so funny. He's so good in this role. 
Hader's getting reflective at one point. He says, am I, am I an evil person? Mm-hmm. And the Chechenian goes, yes, you are like the most evil, badass person I know. Do I not tell you that enough? <laughs> Funny character. It's just ridiculous, <laughs> but really good show. I, I recommend it highly. You'll like it. I guarantee it. Uh, so let's right. get back to. I'll uh, check in. I'll uh, check in on that. Yeah, that's been on. That's been on my list. Um, I, there's so many shows out there I want to. I want to get into, but I haven't been able to look at anything new. Nothing new. Here's what infuriates <clears throat> me. Uh, the, the, another show that I just love to death is called Crashing. Have you watched that? I have not. And I've never even heard of Pete it. Pete Holmes. I think it is also an HBO show. Could be Showtime. I, I don't remember. Pete Holmes. Uh, he had a talk show on TBS. A few years ago, I didn't like it at all. I thought this guy's not funny; he's terrible. And now he's the star of this show called Crashing. And basically, he's a guy that uh, wants to be a stand-up comic, and he's uh, and it's just a painful avenue that he travels to try and find success as a stand-up comic through his career, through his loves and losses, and all of that. Uh, a lot of uh, pretty well-known comics make cameo appearances on the show it's hard for me to explain it but it is i think you would like it a lot because you're somebody that has gotten on stage before and Mm -hmm. you know how that feeling of rejection can come and then Mm -hmm. then there's also elation when you do well and yeah it's it's really a good it's really an excellent show tony looks like a sex slave on his day off (laughs) you look like a mime who got fired but its season is eight episodes and crashing oh. is is kind of the same. They got like maybe yeah. eight, ten episodes. Yeah. What happened? What that that's not I an know. that's not a season. No, no it's not. And and, and it's funny you, you bring that up when you're thinking about some of the old classic shows out there that had fifteen and twenty episodes per season. Well, it's I kind mean, of a rip off. You know, I'm kind of into the old Gunsmokes. Uh, yeah, th- they they did thirty six episodes a season. Yeah, I mean that you know that's over half a year worth of hey, shows. That brings me to because i wanted to at, tell you about the numbers for game of thrones we're going to get into that but i was looking up all-time uh viewership high viewership of season finales and i'm betting you can guess who the number one is but i was surprised i didn't realize that gunsmoke uh uh the the finale of gunsmoke was on for 20 seasons i didn't even know yeah, that 20 seasons. 20 seasons ended in in 1975 30 million viewers watched the finale of Gunsmoke. Hmm. Gunsmoke, starring James Arness as Matt Dillon. That's crazy. In 1975, and remember, that was when it was appointment TV. You had to actually pull up a chair and turn on the TV and and watch it. You couldn't yep. stream it, tape it, nope. DVR it. You had to actually sit down and, and watch it. And you probably it. So don't know the answer to really, this, but did they really say... Really, impressive numbers. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Did they so, say that this is the last episode of Gunsmoke? The last, the season finale was on in uh, in March, and they announced that it was going to be the last one. What do you mean? I mean, did they say this is our last episode? Because sometimes shows end, and then during the off season they say, "Oh, ah, you know, you know, that's a good point." Because it does, it does say here that mm-hmm. the f- final episode wasn't actually meant to be that last show. The network oh. reportedly, apparently, hadn't told the producers that they canceled the show. Wow, that's so even they more impressive. I mean, because in the case yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, the that's fugitive, that's a really good point. Yeah, the fugitive. They said this is the last show. Yeah, for the fugitive and Mash. This is our last episode. Yeah. everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah. So they got really sky high ratings yeah. because yeah. people knew that it was going to end. But I'm Mash. wondering if that Gunsmoke uh, 
No, you're to right. To get that to get that many viewers and uh, and yeah. not people not knowing that that would, in fact would be the last time they get to see that show. That's a pretty impressive number given that. MASH was the number one uh, show that had the most finale watchers. 105.9 million viewers watched the final episode Jeepers. in 1983. Corporal, we're going to have to do some touch-up surgery. But you're in luck. we got a two-for-one offer this week. Yeah, and again, that's back before you had um, streaming and, and, and DVR viewership. So yeah. anyway, so, so this brings me to Game of Thrones. And I know I've asked you this before. I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. One of the reasons I haven't I been know, able... You know what? I didn't know you watched Game of Thrones. Yes, and one of the reasons I, I haven't watched any of these... Me either. I'm not a fantasy per like I don't really like this stuff, but it's it's pretty good. It's there's some It's really good. It's really good. There's like there's like sex and there's like violence and it's I like know. when you're ha- when you're having a bad day, just turn on any episode, any episode of, at all of Game of Thrones and you're going to feel much better about your life. Those people had it rough. So the season but the it, final But it, but however, it's not a accurate depiction of life in those days. Whenever those say it's it's a fantasy, I mean this isn't history. In other words, we're watching uh, here. Well, I know it's it's all made up stuff. There weren't. Why do you feel? Well, as far as I know, there that. aren't really dragons. There yeah. weren't dragons. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, there wasn't so a Westeros and all. It's of that. been two years since the season seven finale wrapped up, and season eight has finally come out. Um, I'm catching up. I went back to watch all of season six and all of season seven. So I haven't watched any other shows because I'm catching up on that to uh, get to the beginning of the eighth season, which just came out. Um, live Spoiler viewership. alert. What? Spoiler alert. That second dragon is gay. He's gay. Okay. Well, no, but it, you know what? You bring up a good point. It is... It's, what show, what TV show in the past could go off the air for, for two, two years, years right. and come back to and come back and people people would want to want yeah. would be eager to see it again. And it, people would move on. Yeah, no, you're right. And and you know, social media had had been lighting up all last year just for them to release the trailer for season eight, the final season. They were begging yes. for something, anything, give us anything. And so now it's finally here. Uh, but the it, it had a pretty big viewership, no surprise here. But this isn't even adding in the people who stream it or days later DVR view it or, or whatever. Just even live viewership of people who just look to, or, or, or turn on the TV and, and watch it as it's happening um, was over 12 million viewers uh, mm. up to actually you add all of this up what were they saying multiple platforms like HBO Go and HBO Now um, Amazon 17.4 million viewers for the premiere mm. 17 for, for the premiere so that's pretty good you're right for a show and are you watching it? yes okay. uh, here's the thing good Here's the thing, uh, and, and Patty and I went back and watched the uh, last episode of the previous season, season seven. and I'm okay. so glad we did, because yeah. I'd forgotten uh, so many things. I about totally it. remember how it ends, and I'm not going to say anything for those who haven't seen it, but so yeah. I'm now, I'm finished, I'm in the middle of season, I watched the whole season. I could have probably just gone back and watched the last one, but they're just all so good. The writing is yeah. so, done so well, the, the cinematography, all of it, and Jon Snow, I mean, you can't, I just can't stop looking at him. Jon Snow. You know nothing. Jon Snow, you know nothing. 
Yeah. So yeah, well, it's really uh, good. It's really good. Yeah, it, it's it's astonishingly good. The casting is mm-hmm. is perfect, and uh, and and I've, I've been reading. I think in the New York Times, somebody wrote a piece that said in its best seasons, that show uh, holds its human. And its fantastical sides in balance. So it isn't always these fantastic battles and special effects. No. A lot of a lot of the magic of the show is just human interaction Absolutely. with each other and We're, conversations. It's politics and, and its relationships yeah. and its um, strategy. Uh, and I, I remember a friend, when before I'd gotten into it, and I remember watching an episode of Conan O'Brien saying he had to have a map of all the characters. And I thought, oh, my God, yeah. I don't want to get into a show that's going to make me have to you know really think about stuff but here's the thing you don't need to know you will be very clear who the good guys are and who the bad guys are you don't yeah, need to a lot of time you don't need to keep of track shows. of anything you don't you don't <laughs> i know it's one of those shows you sit and you watch and say, I, i'm not really sure yeah who's who here and what's going on but i don't care it's really it's good really good that's all i <laughs> that's care about right. yeah. so yeah so as yeah, soon as we're the, the the sprawl and the sweep of that saga is yeah. amazing and yet it all works and i just think these people that put this together from the guy who wrote the original stories. George uh, George Martin. George Martin to the producers of this thing. are They're just genius. Yeah. I mean, I used to say, and you heard me say it many times, that I thought Breaking Bad was the greatest television show of all time. I agree. Uh, it's now second place. Yeah, as far I as think I'm you're right. Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones is, is fantastic. It's just fantastic. So. Unbelievable. Now, have you seen it, the episode one of season eight yet? Uh, part, well, here's the thing. I haven't seen it. I haven't uh, I'm seen still, it yet, so la, la, la. I'm still, no, no la, 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 la. But I'm still stupidly, and as as we're taping this, really stupidly, um, and as I have been for the last 42 years, a devoted Mariners fan. Oh. The Mariners came out of the gate really hot. They just, with a talk of the league, they won all these games. They were just streaking. And then they ran into a streak where they lost six in a row. And then they squeaked out a win, and then they're going to lose some more. And, but I still watch them uh, every night if I can. Do they play and, and every Patty, single my night? My wife. They play a baseball game every single night. I thought they per, played once much. a week, or is that football? No, it's that's football. Oh, baseball schedule is unrelenting. Football plays sixteen games a year, How and, and then you, the, and then you have the playoffs. Get any rest if they've got a. Well, they stand around most of the time, so it's not like football, don't they? <laughs> well, they just sort of it's stand not. There. Yeah, it isn't isn't nearly as punishing as football. But uh, for example, uh, basketball, NBA basketball, eighty two yeah. games a year. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, football, sixteen games yeah. a year. Baseball, one hundred and sixty two <gasps> games. No a year. kidding. So when yeah, did it's, the it's when punishing. did the season start? I didn't even know we were in baseball season yet. I thought we were still yeah, in football start, it, season. Yeah. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Are we? And to think that you used to be the sports reporter on the radio station you and I worked Stupidest at. Stupidest decision uh, a GM ever made. Let's put Lisa Foster on the sports. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. 
No, it began. Uh, it actually began in uh, back in uh, March. In March, okay. they went to Japan for two games. Now, didn't and you so have to season... like like get up at four in the morning to watch those games? Yep. Okay, and you did too. And who didn't would be you? stupid you. enough to do you that? You did it. Me, yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's all right. I did. I actually did. I just I'm so into baseball, yeah. and and I've been, and the Mariners are the worst team ever in history, in terms of success. Uh, every doormat team from the Chicago Cubs to the Red Sox, they've all eventually at least played in the World Series. You name any team. <gasps> so are they've you all saying the, the Mariners have never been in the World Series? Never. Are you kidding never. me? They're the only team that's never been in the World how Series. Long, how old is the Mariners team? Is 42, 42 years. 42 years. Yeah, 1977. So isn't it about time maybe somebody went, this is just isn't working out? And <laughs> do they the ever shut down guys. teams? Like, are there teams? Well, that... It might be time. It might be time to perform the last rites on the Mariners. How it might do, be. How does a baseball? How does a team go away or get canceled or fall or fold? What's what? How does that happen? Is it because somebody well, sell? It, nobody can sell it for a profit, and they go, "Well, we're just gonna." You guys, this is it. We're done. We're shutting the doors. Well, you know, I watch games on, on television and stuff, and I look at game like Tampa Bay or whatever, and I and there's nobody in the stands. Mm-hmm. There there are more people, uh, yeah. you know, in a in a bar at, at night than are in the stands at these games. And I'm thinking, how are they paying these salaries? Mm-hmm. How are they? How can they afford the, to continue paying rent on this stadium? Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do with TV money. In fact, most of it has to do with TV mm-hmm. money. But uh, uh, as far as the Mariners are concerned, they're, they get a lot of people at the ballpark. They're doing just fine attendance-wise. Yeah, I've been to a Mariners game. It's exciting. I really do like I like baseball, but I, I'll tell you what I really like are the um, the, the farm team games, those the, the small, the minor yeah. league. Me the too. minor league team games are a lot more fun, like the Everett, Everett Aqua Sox, like, have you been? To I've one? been to an Everett Aqua Sox, and I but it's been a long yeah, time, and too. I need to go again because that's really, really, really fun. You're you're not you're it not is. dealing with down driving downtown downtown traffic to get to the you know to get the stadium. It's it's they and they always have the, everything's cheap. The food's cheaper. The fans are much more friendly. It's just it feels much yep. more homey to me. All right, Aqua Sox fans, unleash the everybody get up. We are Aqua Sox. This is Everett! Yeah, they'll they'll point out. And if you look out towards on the third base side, you'll see Ted and Diane Jenkins (laughs) have won won the rights to sit in the hot tub during the game and you know, just all kinds I of crazy know. stuff I'm like that. I had the I had the wonderful opportunity for two years in the summertime to be the PA announcer. Uh, I, I was just out of high school and I was the PA announcer for a local a minor league team here in Central Oregon, and they just let me do whatever I wanted <laughs> to so do. That's so great. Whatever. That is so great. So I'd, I'd be on the PA announcer, and I'd do something like it's between innings, and I would say something like, "And now joining me in the booth right now is one of the great celebrated old time baseball players of all time, Stuffy Jenkins. <laughs> Stuffy, nice to have you here. It's good to be here, <laughs> Stuffy." You are a man known for having a lot of great stories about baseball. Uh, can you can you favor us with one? Oh my God, I don't know where to start. Well, uh, th- this is a funny story. There, were, I was out on the mound one day, and I was a pitcher. 
You were a southpaw, weren't you? Yes, I was, yes. And this guy comes up to the plate, and he has been red hot. He's been hitting homer after homer after homer. And I said, I'm going to get this guy. And so I wound up, and I delivered my pitch. Stuffy, i got to stop you right there. The game's about to resume. Thanks for being our guest. Okay. That's great. Maybe stuff like that. Really great. Really stupid stuff. And. And we we had and if we could find an outfit like a Smokey the Bear outfit, I remember we got a Santa Claus outfit. And a friend of mine ran out between innings. Ladies and gentlemen, I direct your attention to center field. Santa Claus is here. I mean, it doesn't sound funny, but it was so incongruous in July right. for Santa right. Claus to be right. running out. I just it was just so much fun. I just delighted in it, and people responded to it. I'd, I'd point out people in the crowd that I knew. Ladies and gentlemen, sitting in the right field section, would you welcome Punk Hunnell? And then they'd be so embarrassed, they'd have to stand up and wave. And, and, they, and so over a period of time, people would hide. They'd want to be out of sight because if they knew I spotted mm-hmm. them, I would call them did out you make a, over the PA system. Did you make, good, uh, did you make good money doing that gig? No, I didn't do it. I didn't no, no money. It was fun. just for yeah, fun. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was really fun. I loved hey. it. But baseball is is uniquely designed for that right. kind of stuff. You can't do it during a football game or a basketball game. Yeah, because so the there's it, a lot of... It's, it's a more leisurely... People are standing around a lot. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. there's interruptions between innings, and you can get away with stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. The dumbest thing we did, now that you got me on the topic, we had this old-fashioned scoreboard that had lights on it, So you and, and it had toggle switches. So if there was strike one, you'd pull the toggle switch up and it would show up as a red light in the on the mm-hmm. scoreboard. Strike two, red light, ball, green light, you know, and so on. There were several lights, several several toggle switches. And so we came up with this weird idea that that there would be um, this fictitious musical guy named I think we named him uh, it doesn't matter what his name was, but he was he was the king of the scoreboard musical lights. And so during an inning the game was interrupted. We would play some fast piece of music like uh, <laughs> and, and we'd be switching those I'd have two other guys doing lights and we they'd flash really fast in the upfield on the scoreboard. <laughs> People loved it. It's so stupid and so low tech. But yeah. they loved it. It was so yeah. dumb. And and nobody said, Hey, you can't do that yeah. anymore. Uh, it was yeah, really great. That's nice. I, it was really that's fun. Nice. And baseball alone is a sport where you can do that stuff. Okay, so we were talking about Game of Thrones. I think we both like it yeah. a lot, and uh, it's uh, and I don't and I've not seen. Oh, what I was going to say is why I brought baseball up is that uh, I like to watch shows that I have taped between innings of a baseball mm-hmm. game. I don't want to watch the commercials. Mm-hmm that are playing during a baseball game. So as soon as the inning is over, I'll switch back to something I've taped. It could be a political mm-hmm. show or some other kind of comedy show or whatever. And I got a pretty good sense of when two minutes have gone by, and then we go back to mm-hmm. the game. My wife like thinks that's okay, too. Except last night, I tried to do it during Game of Thrones. <laughs> I said, okay, okay, inning's over. And I'll just go watch a little Game of Thrones. And you're talking about the premiere. I can't yeah. believe you and would she's... do that on the premiere episode. Oh, she put oh, a foot good. down. She said, "You're not, you're not doing this on Game of Thrones." <laughs> no, when we sit down to watch that, and you're not going to interrupt right. it in baseball. 
every so and i acceded Good. to that She's that's right. really nice yeah it's, it's so you got to sit down and you got to watch and there can't be any other interruptions hey i got home so she i was got right. home from um a business trip uh, a few days ago and i texted you um because we were gonna we were gonna record and then i said you know I'm, something's come up and uh i got home and i my dog sitter had said hey you know the boys were fine everything's good but I got to tell you, there's something on Quince's inside of Quince's ear. And Quince is a cocker spaniel with the long, Quince's floppy ears yeah. that uh, spaniels have. And so she lifts his ear up and it's like, it's like um, this big looking like tick thing like in his, on his ear, inside his ear, inside mm. the flap. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, that's a tick. It's a tick. I've, I, oh my gosh. How do you get a tick? I've lived here 23 years. I've never had dogs that had ticks around here. It seems a little early in the year so for it, but I um, you were nice enough to say, "Well, let's just do it when you can." And I had to—I didn't want to take him into emergency, and you had said, which just made me laugh. But I guess—I don't know. I guess people can do this sort of thing. You said to me, "Can't you just remove it yourself and save a vet bill?" And I'm thinking, "What are you nuts?" Hey, that gives me an idea. Let's get out. just made my stomach turn to even look at it. I mean, I can't, my stomach, I mean, it, I am like nauseous even talking about it still. And you, see, now I know, I know your wife, Patty, because she's, she's had to do some surgery stuff on me before. She's like, she's removed yeah. a wart. She's a nurse. She's done all yeah. sorts of stuff to me. She does not, this does not phase her one single bit. But when it comes to, the, for me, I, there is just no way I can, it just makes me, I want to throw up right now just talking about it. So um, anyway, so I, I brought him in. Uh, if, if you do throw up, I will edit it out. <laughs> just, of doesn't that podcast. make you nauseous? That stuff doesn't make you nauseous? Oh God, it just makes me, gr it's so That concludes this edition of TikTok. I'd like to check you for ticks. So no. I brought him in. Anyway, turns I, out when you have a when you have a pet, you you get over. No, things that, used that to is make you don't nauseous. don't don't say that. That's not. I'm not a bad. I can pick up dog poop with the best of them now. I can pick up dog poop. I used to gag that like crazy. That doesn't bug me. Yeah. But things like but blood and all that stuff. So I take him to the vet. She says, you know, I actually thought this was a tick when I saw it, but you know what it is? It's actually a big cyst. <laughs> And it's Ooh. filled with, and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I almost had to put my head between my knees, even just in the vet. She's like, so I aspirated it and I took a needle and I got some of the stuff out. We're going to have to do surgery on it. I want you to take a look at it. It's bleeding a little bit here. You're just going to have to keep it clean until we get I'm thinking. <laughs> I am the wrong person for this job. I can't handle this. It is it's actually quite disgusting.
So, so what happens next? I mean, are you is your dog going to have yeah, surgery? I'm going to take him in uh, to get to oh, get this removed and whatever. But it reminded yeah. me of um, I have a I have a very good friend uh, who lives in San Francisco, and he, he loves uh, shows like Doctor Pimple Popper and. Yes. So, so he's yes. like, I go, he goes, I just, I can't get enough of it when she gets in there. And I'm like, that just makes my stomach turn. <clears throat> so I said to him. Now, people don't know. Explain what <clears throat> Dr. Well, Pimple, I showed this to Pimple you because it was brand new. I, I visited you and Patty a couple of years ago. I go, you got to see this. Yeah. You got to see this. And I pulled up a couple of the episodes. The individual told me that they were a little embarrassed because they didn't have access to pimple popping tools. They're also upset that they didn't keep the, the camera on the pimple the whole time. But I can see where you'd be upset if you didn't keep this thing in frame, because it's kind of a fun pop. And this is a doc, bubbly and happy, and people come in with these gigantic, geez, these growths, like like the size of a baseball on on your head, on their forehead, drains this the pimples. And and that people feel compelled to watch. They feel com- it for the very reasons exactly. You just explained. So I have a friend who loves that stuff, and I was. Uh, I had the show on because I'm into. I like to watch Hoarders and My Six Hundred Pound Life. Those shows make me feel infinitely better about myself. So I've been watching those <laughs> shows. And one of the um, one of the commercials came. You watch? Do you watch? Uh, do you watch some of those other shows? Zit Zapper, Boil Bopper, <laughs> Blister Blaster. No, any no, of those but there's shows? There's a new one that's real. That's called The Toe Bro. And so I sent him. I Uh-oh. sent my friend this. I go, oh, all right, Mr. Gross. If you like Pimple Popper, you're going to love the toe bro <laughs> because the people come in with the gnarliest toenails you've ever seen. I'm the toe bro, and I fix people's feet. My father was a foot specialist for the last 30 years. I was basically born for this. A lot of people might think my job's disgusting, but I help people get back on their feet. There's no ingrown too bad that I can't handle. Oh my and, God. and, and, and so my friend says, I'm like, I'm like, oh you're going to love this. So I had to turn off the TV. I, I had to turn it off. It was horrifying. So, <laughs> and the guy. And, and who, who would I say, know, hey, we can build a whole show love around, this around stuff. this. And he's like, he gets God. his pliers out and he's got um, pliers and scissors and, and jabby things. <laughs> and, and my friend said, <laughs> that was it. I reached my my threshold of grossness. I couldn't take it. He <laughs> says I got through half an episode of the Tobro and I was done. I couldn't stand watching it. The Tobro. The Tobro. I got T O E B R O. It's on. Oh. <laughs> I think it's on whatever whatever's airing the Pimple Popper. Oh, it would probably be on some incongruous thing like the Learning <laughs> Channel. Exactly. Or arts and entertainment. LC or A and E. It's probably one of those two. God. It's horrifying. History. She be dancing on the tippy toes, the tippy toes. Dancing on the tippy toes, the tippy toes. Everywhere my baby goes, it's tippy toes. They really should have a medical. I'm surprised they don't have a. A, a, a channel dedicated to medical stuff, like because you've got all these shows about botched uh, plastic surgery. Have you ever watched any of those yeah. botched plastic surgery shows? Oh yeah! Oh my oh, yeah. god! Yeah. I, I, it's not like uh, something I watch <laughs> no, I all the know, time. But but if, if it, when we yeah, stumble on it, we can't, can't get all, you away, can't from get away from it. Get away from it! I know this yeah. is horrifying. Yeah. So the Tobro, my friend, if oh, you boy. really want to see what. Yeah. 
I'm going to check you it are, out. And I want to hear exactly. I want to know how far you got through it and what you saw. What if I see my own foot? Oh, it's there? disgusting. That just be, the commercial. Oh just. Why does that look so the familiar? The commercial is yeah. enough to just make you want to barf right up. I'm going to check it out immediately right. after this okay. podcast. She's dancing on the tippy toes, the tippy toes. Dancing on the tippy toes, the tippy toes. Now everywhere my baby goes, it's tippy toes. Dancing on the tippy, 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 tippy toes. Dancing on the toes, dancing on the toes. Dancing on the tippy, tippy, tippy toes. Everywhere my baby goes, it's tippy toes. Time to go with a farewell joke. I have one right here. Here we go. A mangy-looking guy goes into a bar, and he orders a drink. And the bartender says, No way! I don't think you can pay for that drink. The guy says, Well, you're right. I, I don't have any money. But if I show you something you've never seen before, will you give me a drink? The bartender says, uh, only if what you show me ain't risque. Okay, it's a deal. And the guy reaches into his coat pocket and he pulls out a hamster. He puts the hamster on the bar and it runs to the end of the bar, down off the bar, across the room, up the piano, jumps on the keyboard, and starts playing Gershwin's show tunes. And the hamster's really good. And the bartender says, Holy crap, you're right. I've never seen anything like that before. That hamster is truly good on the piano. So the guy downs the drink and he asks the bartender for another drink. Oh, wait a minute. Money or another miracle or you don't get a drink, says the bartender. So the guy reaches into his coat again and he pulls out a frog this time. He puts the frog on the bar and the frog starts to sing. Oh, sola mio. He has a marvelous wow. voice and great pitch. A fine singer. A stranger from the other end of the bar runs over to the guy and says, I'll give you $300 for that frog. And the guy says, it's a deal. He takes the 300 bucks, gives the stranger the frog. The stranger runs out of the bar. And the bartender says to the guy, are you some kind of nut? You sold the singing frog for 300 bucks? It must have been worth millions. And the guy said, Ah, oh, that frog isn't singing. The hamster's a ventriloquist. <laughs> hamster, hamster, by candlelight. Do it in a casserole, is doing it right when they're in season. They're pretty pleasing. Sandwiches with mayonnaise are delicious and so nutritious. You can dice, you can slice and fillet them, cut off their heads and saute them, and eat into the oven you shove. Smells like hamster.
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.